to Education, Leadership, and Beyond, Surviving and Thriving. My name is Andrew Marotta, host of the show, and it is show number 248. Welcome to our live Facebook audience, proud member of the Education Podcast Network, Voice Ed Radio Canada, wherever you are taking in your podcast. Two claps for you for tuning in to Education, Leadership, and Beyond. I love it. Uh, I can't believe I'm at show number 248. What should I do for show 250? Is that a milestone? Does anybody care? But if you got an idea for 250, give it to me. Uh, I'd love to hear from you. And again, if you're watching live, there's already a number of people watching live. Jump in. Say hello. Let us know where you are from uh, and, and what's happening in your world. And I want to uh, you to meet our guest tonight. We're going to meet Crystal Frommert from Texas. I've been pronouncing her last name. It's from her, like from. Um, and Crystal is a math teacher. She's a math expert. She's a math coach. But she is also an author. And she wrote a book here. Crystal, I got to get the name right. When Calling Parents Isn't Your Calling, A Teacher's Guide to Communicating with Parents. Wow. What a needed topic. So we are going to meet Crystal in just a moment. Thank you for tuning in. A little commercial. We are just a few days away from Father's Day, just uh, under two weeks. Here's Dad's Leaders and Father Figures. This is uh, one of my latest books out. Wrote it with my good friends, Larry Date, Kevin Spanauer, Jeff Evner. It is a book for leaders. It is a book for dads. It is a book for uncles. It is a book for men. It is a book for women about leadership, about being a parent, about the struggles and the ups and downs of balancing it all. So, Dads, leaders, and father figures. We'll get that in here. Uh, you're looking for a Father's Day gift for somebody you know? Here it is. Check it out. It's on Amazon. It's on my website. All that good stuff. Very cool. We were able to get uh, uh, nominations or what do you call these uh, things? Uh, I forgot what you call them. From John Gordon and Todd Whitaker. Both wrote us uh, little tributes on the back of the book. So I know I got my blur on, but there they are. So check that out. Dads, leaders, and father figures. All right, let's get started. Show 248. Here in New York, we are still in school. Crystal's been out uh, in Texas. And, and again, depending on where you are in the country, we're winding down the school year. The 22, 23-year school year is winding down. And I challenge leaders. I challenge educators. Don't count the days. Make the days count. Are you trudging to the finish line, barely crawling? Or are you coming in energized and making great experiences for kids? Are you dying to get to the end of the year? Or are you trying to hold on to those relationships with those kids and the staff members and, and make it each moment special? Are you looking to go into the summer? Or are you looking to grow this summer, right? What's your mindset? What's your attitude? Don't count the days. Make the days count. There's kids in school. There's colleagues in school. Show up. Bring your best self. Bring your best energy. You could be tired when you go home. You could be tired when your head hits the pillow. But don't count those days. Don't trudge to the finish line. Run to the finish line. Show your energy. Show your talents. All right? And that energy is contagious. Um, you need a pep talk? Reach out to me. I'll give you one. Sometimes I'm tired. Sometimes I struggle. But don't count the days. Make the days count. Enough of me talking. Let's bring in the guest of the show. From Houston, Texas, here she is. Crystal Frommer, welcome to Hello. Education Leadership and Beyond. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. 
Good to see you. Excited to be with you. And uh, you've been out of school now maybe a week or so. Crystal, is that right? Teachers are still in, but the kids were finished as of last Friday. Did yes, you? You're, teachers you're are math, still there. You're a math teacher. Did you count the days or did you make the days count? <laughs> Was well, a math teacher, you have to count everything, right? You're so, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I completely agree with that because holding on to those relationships are extremely important. Um, and I, I teach middle schoolers, and when I grade their final exams, they <laughs> yes, <God bless> you. <laughs> I love them. And some of the really, really sweet ones will write me notes um, on the back of their final exam, just saying what a great year they had or some notes of gratitude. Um, so I, I, it's always a sweet ending, bittersweet ending, because I do miss them. Cool. Most of them. <laughs> well, Crystal, welcome. Um, again, Crystal is a math teacher, math coach, math coordinator uh, from Houston, Texas, and she's also an author. We're going to get into her book. Crystal, you've been you've been teaching twenty plus years. I love how you say that. Yes, twenty plus. I love. Um, how do I you feel? Count. How do you feel? How do you uh, feel a week out of school? Did you, did you, you know, survive the year or thrive the year? How do you feel? This year was actually a really great year. It, it started off rough uh, because we we had some tragedy in our school. We had new building built in our school. Um, so that's one big positive and one very negative. Um, so we just had a lot of ups and downs this year, but in the end, um, I think that we persevered as a school, we came together and I think we ended up having a, a pretty nice year. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I love the 25. You're not counting. You're just <laughs> uh, doing it. I heard a, I heard a long time educator say one time, I haven't taught for 30 years. I've taught one year, 30 times. Right? Exactly. Each year is a little different, a little special. Uh, but right. Crystal, we met through our uh, mutual friend, Darren Pepper, and uh, you are a new author. You're a first-time author here. When Calling Parents Isn't Your Calling, A Teacher's Guide to Communicating with Parents. Number one, I love the title. Tell me Thank about you. the book. Tell me about the inspiration. Tell me about it. All right. So thinking back to the early 2000s, when I was a brand new teacher, 22 years old, fresh out of university, I was terrified to call parents. I was terrified to talk to parents. And um, that was early 2000s when email wasn't all that popular. It existed, but it wasn't that popular. So um, and I also worked in a pretty rural town in Texas. So it wasn't like we were very technologically advanced anyway. Um, so email didn't exist so you had to call or you meet face to face and i was scared to do so and over the years i've gotten so much better at it i've gotten more confident i am not afraid anymore i am certainly not perfect at it um, but i wrote this book to my 22 year old self i wrote mm. it to her um, because she needed it um, and, and teachers like me and I think there are still teachers, whether you've been teaching zero years or 10 years or 20 years, there are some teachers who are still quite hesitant to talk, contact parents. So I wrote this book for those who were hesitant. I also wrote this book for people who aren't hesitant. Maybe they're not afraid, but maybe they just want some strategies of how to do it better or to make it more efficient. Um, because sometimes we can let it consume our free period or our conference period in the day. So I offer tips on how to make it more efficient for your time and also how to set boundaries for yourself. So this is not necessarily a, 
you know, you know, let's serve the customer kind of book. It's very much let's protect our boundaries as teachers as well. Why, why do you think you were initially scared? Like, what was that <laughs> initial kind of like, Ugh! Um, because I, I would say many schools, not all, but many schools, when you're new, I don't care if you're 50 or you're 25, it doesn't matter. Sometimes parents will prey on that. They will notice that you're new and they will try to take advantage of that, unfortunately, and say, well, you just don't know how things work around here. I, I mean, I've been here, I've had three kids here for 20 years or whatever. Um, so I think that anytime you're new somewhere, that you really need to be careful about that, that's, that parents are not going to take advantage of that. And that's a small percentage. That's probably 10%, but it definitely, you feel that, right? It's definitely part of your day. Um, and I, I would say that when I was 22, I looked young. I was young. Um, I knew I had no experience and I knew parents knew that and they, they could take advantage of that, right? They could walk all over me and I would let them because I didn't have any confidence. Um, and I mentioned this in the book as well, that if, if there's any college professors out there listening, please perk up and listen to this. But during my undergrad, there was no training, zero training on how to build partnerships with parents. So wow. I had absolutely no help with that. Wow. Wow. So tell us, Crystal, what are some tips? What are two or three really like do this when you make that call? What are, what were some tips that you would offer? So the first thing that I offer in the book, now that email is so ubiquitous, everyone has email and even some schools are texting, but it doesn't matter. I would send an electronic conversation first. Cold calling is uncomfortable, right? I know that millennials and Gen Zers hate it when their phone rings, right? Maybe some Gen Xers hate it when their phone rings. It's very jarring. Like, oh, who's calling? It's probably spam. Um, especially if the school's name's on the caller ID. So send an email first or a, a text first and ask. Do you have time today between 2.30 and 3 to have a conversation? And mention a brief reason why you would like to have that conversation with them. Mm. You don't have to lay it all out. Um, and then that puts you as a teacher in the driver's seat, that you're designating the time that you're going to call, and the parent has a little bit of time to prepare for that phone call. If you're delivering bad news in any way, definitely make it a phone call. First the email then the phone call or face-to-face -face is even better. Uh, bad news should never be delivered electronically. It doesn't come across right. It, it, the emotion's not there. The human side is not there. There are many teachers who will listen to this and say, no, 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 I don't do phone calls. I don't do face-to-face -face because they could spend whatever I say um, if it's not written down. Okay, so my answer to that is my third step is to always follow up with written communication in it through an email would be best. So I follow up. It doesn't take much time to write an email saying, you know, Mr. And, and Mrs. Jones, thank you so much for talking with me today. We discussed these three bullet points. You know, we'll follow up in a couple of weeks. That's it. Short and sweet. You're summarizing the conversation. So everyone's on the same page and you could copy your administrator if that's necessary too for that follow up. It's amazing that the Joneses family and the Smith family is always getting in trouble. They're always having a problem. <laughs> it's and some always, of my best friends are named Jones and Smith. And I'm like, oh, sorry. If you are watching live, please jump in the in the uh, uh, the chat. Leave us a chat. Say hello. Let us know where you are uh, coming from. So, Krista, the book's been out since March. 
Uh, we know it's on Amazon. And, and again, a mm-hmm. shout out to uh, uh, Darren Peppard and his company for publishing it. What's some of the feedback you're hearing? What are some of the, wow, I love this. I have all five stars on Amazon for my reviews right now, which is fantastic, um, which is great. And, and they don't include my mom. So they're actually real people, you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> or my grandma. So um, these are real people who are giving five stars and that feels really good. And um, they're writing some really great reviews. Um, I'm getting great feedback from colleagues at my own school, which I have to say is uncomfortable because I, I know them in a different capacity and then they're reading my writing. Um, so I'm, I'm getting great feedback from the book. I would love to get it out more. I would love to get it in the hands of universities um, and their college of education. Um, so I'm going to work on some marketing efforts to get it out there for that group of folks who who really could benefit from learning this before they go into student teaching. Yeah. Crystal, I know the parent, the teachers are afraid of getting attacked. What would you say yeah. if the parent becomes aggressive on the line, if they're really going at them, maybe using foul language, what would you offer there? Mm-hmm. You know, those are rare situations, but they certainly happen. And you as a, you are a professional educator and you have a right to end a conversation if it's becoming obscene or aggressive or threatening in any way. Um, those are, again, extreme situations. Um, if, you, if it's getting tense, that's different, right? But if they're using foul language or threatening language, then you have a right to end the call. Or if you're in a room, you have a right to leave the room. Um, I'll give an example. This was not uh, an extreme threatening situation in any way. I was not um, in any danger, but uh, there were two parents who were freshly divorced from each other and were bickering at each other right in front of me. And as a professional, I don't use my time in that way. I'm not going to use my time in that way. And I said very kindly, but firmly, I'm going to step out of the room for a few minutes. You two are going to resolve your conversation so that we can talk about your son I'll be back in a few minutes. Excellent. They stared at me like, I cannot believe she just said that to us. I left. Of course, I was shaking like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I just did that. And I came <laughs> back in, came back in, and they said, we're sorry. Now we're going to talk about our son. Nice. Um, so that's that's a situation where you can redirect. But for the very, very extremes, you need to leave that situation or get an administrator in there immediately. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, kudos to you, uh, Crystal. Um, you know, I, I wish you success with the book. Again, if you are watching or listening to this, when calling parents isn't your calling, a teacher's guide to communicating with parents. Crystal, I know a lot of educators that want to write books. They have an idea. You definitely hit a niche there. What was your writing process? I started off writing with Edutopia and uh which is an online educational magazine i still write for them and i love writing for them uh, i've become the writer i am today because of their editors and their guidance um and my very first article with edutopia was in july of 2020 and that is the article that darren saw and it was on communicating with parents <laughs> and i chose that topic because not that i consider myself perfect or an expert on that but it's an area where i have grown the most so I have a lot to say about it. I still have room to grow, but I have a lot to say about my growth so far in my 20 plus years of teaching. Um, so my writing process really grew from my experience with Edutopia. And uh, when I actually signed the contract with the publisher 
don't laugh at me, but I actually Googled how to write a book. <laughs> and there is a lot you can find when you type in how to write a book. You can write how to do anything on the internet. And um, one of the tips I saw was write, and you know, have a, have a quota every day of what you write. Um, and this came across from a lot of writers giving advice on that. So um, during this time, my writing process, I was an assistant head of middle school and an instructional coach. And I had a little bit of quiet time, maybe like during, you know, when lunch was over, we had classes. I had a little bit of time in my office where I wasn't interrupted all that much. And I set time every single day, 20 minutes, I'm going to write. And not necessarily in a linear fashion. I didn't write chapter one, chapter two, chapter three. I wrote from my heart. I wrote from my experience. And maybe that was chapter nine. Maybe that was chapter one. And it, I just wrote what wrote. And eventually it formed itself into a 200 page book of my experiences. And so I would say just set a quota every day. It doesn't matter if you're writing garbage, just write, just get it on the screen and you can edit it later. Well, good for you. Uh, I'm excited. Uh, Krista, are there any absolutes in the book? Do this or don't do this. I would say keep boundaries is an absolute. Keep boundaries. You do have a professional obligation to communicate with parents. It's, it's an obligation to your students because their success really does depend on that partnership. Um, but at the same time, you have boundaries. Um, so that partnership does not mean text at 11 o'clock at night. It does not mean impromptu parent conferences whenever a parent wants to just stroll in. So it's important that we maintain our boundaries as professionals, but also reach out to partner. We're working with human beings. So there's, there is a dance around that balance. Great answer. I loved it. Um, and you're right. That partnership between the parent and the teacher is the success for the kid, that triangle there. Uh, and, and I love how you phrased that. Uh, Crystal, you, you personally, for yourself, you, you mentioned that you were pretty burnt out. You were pretty tired in 2019 and you're rejuvenated through the pandemic. Like what happened? How did you, how were you burnt there? People are burnt out after the pandemic. You were burnt out before, but you're rejuvenated now. What happened? I, I know it's interesting because then like everybody started to be burned out in 2020. I was like, Hey, I've already been here. I've already started this trend, you know? Um, <laughs> um, I, I did, I put my heart and soul into teaching and I loved it. And then all of a sudden I didn't, and it was very confusing to me. It was very difficult for me. Um, I did seek therapy, still do so. I highly recommend therapy for everybody, especially if you're going through something confusing and difficult in your life. Um, and I, I, I was actually diagnosed with burnout from a therapist, which is interesting. Wow. I really had not put that label or that word to what I was feeling. Um, and we just talked about, you know, I am not maintaining boundaries. And that shows up a lot in the book because of my own experience. I wasn't maintaining boundaries for myself. Um, I was giving everything and, and, and didn't have the resources anymore. When I say I don't mean resources as pens and pencils, things like that. I mean, resources as energy or desire. I didn't have didn't have that anymore. wasn't bringing that to the classroom anymore. Um, and it was very heartbreaking for me because I loved teaching. Um, so I took, I stepped out of the classroom and became a full-time administrator and not sure that was the best path, but that's what I did and enjoyed it, learned something new. 
um, that maybe it wasn't the right time for that because I immediately turned right back to teaching after two years. So, mm. <laughs> but I think I needed that perspective. I needed to step out of the classroom. I needed to support teachers um, to rejuvenate my, my love for what I do. And I came back a little bit different teacher um, with more energy, um, more support around my mental health, all of those things. Um, so I, my advice to anybody who's feeling something like that is to definitely ask for help. There's no shame in that. Um, and it's going to help you. It's going to help you professionally and in your personal life. Good for you. And thank you for sharing that. So how are you taking care of yourself now? What are some things that you're doing? Maybe you talk about boundaries with your scheduling as well as your physical health, your diet, your exercise. What are some things you're doing? Yeah, um, definitely keeping those boundaries, right? Um, I'm not going to be, you know, doing the, if a student's emailing me, you know, 10 at night answering math questions, it, it's a rare case that I would do something like that. But I dictate that. I decide that, right? Um, whereas before I felt like a victim to that, like, oh, I got to gotta do this. Well, I'm not a victim to that. I, I can make a choice. So I'm setting boundaries and holding them. Um, I am prioritizing my health. Um, I'm doing meditation, yoga. Um, you know, if, if there's an afternoon that I have free at school, I'm not just going to create more work for myself. I will give myself that afternoon to do something for myself. And, and it's okay sometimes to take time for yourself and not to feel guilty. I think a lot of teachers do feel that. Good for you. Good advice. And yeah, we shouldn't feel guilty, right? Take that walk on your prep period. And, uh, right. Yeah, yeah. How about, uh, you know, physical exercise, diet, things like that? I'm starting to to become more healthy with my food. I'm working on that. Uh, bringing you are in Texas. And, yeah, <laughs> I am in Texas. And I don't eat meat. I'm a Texan who doesn't eat meat. But, oh, my God. Uh, is that allowed in Texas? Is that anybody? <laughs> oh, my God. We have lots and lots of tacos. So yeah. I could definitely eat lots and lots of tacos. Um, so it's um, – I'm trying to make better choices. Um, and when it's winter, I know that sounds a little opposite for where you are, but when it's winter, I do like to run because the weather here is gorgeous in the winter. I mean, we're talking sixties and fifties. So um, I do like to run in the winter, but summer, forget it, not doing it. <laughs> Go outside. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> well, you're 20 plus years. You're an author. Now you're rejuvenated. What would you tell that first or second year teacher? I'm sure you're a mentor teacher now to many. What, what advice would you offer that younger educator who's, you know, trudging to the finish line here? My advice is ask for help. I was so afraid to ask for help. I thought I would be seen as weak or that I didn't know something. Um, but you need to ask for help. If you don't want to sit alone with a parent, ask for an administrator to sit with you. And that's okay to do. Right. Even even people who've been teaching for many years can sometimes do that, too. Um, so don't be afraid to ask for help. It's not a sign of weakness. It's a sign of strength. That's my advice. Awesome. Awesome. Um, Crystal, my message is surviving and thriving. It's something I've kind of grown with here and show 248. So what is, you know, surviving blank thriving? What is your one word, your one action, your one habit uh, to balance the both? Because clearly you've been with both through your journey here so mm -hmm. what is your one blank that's a hard question <laughs> there's so many um i would say 
Can I do more than one word? Is sure. that okay? This is your is show. That... It's 248, Crystal. <laughs> this is you. Yeah. Give me a few. Um, I would say one thing that I do to, to help myself um, when I, I feel like I'm in survival mode or, you know, and I, or I want to, to get into the thriving mode is I will shut up and listen. And mm. I know that's such a simple thing, but I do that with parents. I do that with colleagues. I'll do that with kids. Just be quiet and listen to what they have to say um, because we are trying to control everything so much. And you're not going to be thriving if you're always constantly trying to control the situation. Just stop and listen. So maybe my word is listen. That's good counsel. I need to, I need to hear that <laughs> myself. <laughs> Mrs. Murata will agree with you. <laughs> and, and, and you're also right. It's never one thing, right? It's never one thing. It's a combination uh, of things. And it might be something different on a daily basis. So you, you're right on that. If I were to say, well, give me a couple more. What would those be, Crystal? A couple more on like surviving and thriving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, you're challenging me here. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think this is the easy podcast, Crystal? Come on, the easy podcast like was last week. This is, come on, we're 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 you know education, leadership, and beyond. <laughs> um, you know, if I'm in survival mode, um, you know, at school we have a word for that. We call it storming that you're there's a storm going on and there's not much you can do in the middle of a storm right mm -hmm. um so i was leading a field trip with a hundred and something eighth graders and i was just i was storming i just had a moment where i was just hot and tired and annoyed and some you know just and i went to a teacher and i said i'm storming right now and she just said do you want a hug and he said yes and she hugged me and she said, just give yourself a minute to calm down. So it's it's recognizing, I think, when you are in survival mode, because that's not a mode we want to operate in because we're not going to make great choices in that mode. And we're not going to be the best we can for our kids. Um, it seems to happen on field trips more, <laughs> more situations. Uh, storming is the word we use in field trips mostly. Um, can I give you another example yeah. of a time that I felt like I was dipping down into survival mode and, and wasn't being my best self? Um, we were in Washington, D.C., uh, again, with 100 and something kids and a girl, uh, the light turns red, but she decides to run across the street anyway. Um, she was lagging behind because she was yakking it up with her friends and cars were nowhere near hitting her. But I turned into monster Miss Frommer of what do you think you're doing? You could have gotten hit by a car. I mean, she was not anywhere near being hit by a car, but the situation could have been dangerous. And she was in such a mode that she snapped back at me, which was not her typical personality either. And right there, we read a park over by the MLK Memorial. And I said, let's pause right here. Neither one of us are being our best self right now. Mm. I want to apologize to you for yelling at you in the middle of the street. I was scared and that's how I reacted. And it wasn't a great reaction. And she said, "Miss Robert, I'm sorry for sassing you. Um, and I know you're just trying to keep me safe. And I was, I was straight up in survival mode. And so was she, and, and we probably should not have been barking at each other like that. <laughs> so. There's some uh, high level educational terms right here, Ms. Frommer, uh, storming yes. and sassing. Sassing. <laughs> so well, she's definitely great. sassed me. Yes. Yeah. Those are great <laughs> stories and good for you for that self-reflection and, 
and knowing that and modeling the behavior that we're looking for the kids, especially middle schoolers, because they can go either way. So kudos. Crystal, what is next for you? You're 20 plus years. You're a first time author. Do you see yourself writing another book? What's coming next for you? You know, I'm, I'm going to not leave teaching, but I am going to put my foot in for administration a little bit. So I'm going to be in both worlds. I do love both worlds. That's what's next for me at my current school. Um, but I'm still going to have uh, classes that I teach because that gives me my joy, my greatest joy in, during my work day. Uh, next book, you know, I don't know right now. I'm really happy writing articles. I'm still writing for Edutopia. And maybe one of those articles will turn itself into a book. We'll have to see. I like storming. <laughs> storming. It's not my word. It's not my word. Storming. That's okay. Uh, Crystal, we are approaching here rapid fire. Uh, this has All been right. awesome. I love your sense of humor. This has been a lot of fun for me. Again, if you're watching live, jump in, question or comment for Crystal. And again, check out her book on Amazon, When Calling Parents Isn't Your Calling, A Teacher's Guide to Communicating with Parents, right? Maybe you are an administrator and you want to get that for your staff, something like that. Yeah. Um, but Crystal, what was something that you wanted to talk about that I did not ask you about? You know, I'm, I'm pretty active on Twitter and um, lately I've been doing something kind of fun where I will pose a question and um, other educators will respond, you know, um, because I'll do the hashtag EduChat or EduTwitter or something. And, and one of the most interesting questions I've asked, well, at least the interesting answers at least were, um, what's one thing you did previously as a teacher that now makes you cringe? Um, and I got some great answers because I have a long list of things that I can look back on and go, oh, I did that. And um, so just some great things like spelling test or freaking out when a kid doesn't have a pencil and just so many different great answers of, you know, maybe we've got some teachers here who are still holding on to some of those things that experienced veteran teachers are like, you know what, you can let that go. You don't really need to work up, you know, get all worked up about those things anymore. <laughs> Great question. So I love doing that. I love interacting. Yeah. Our friend uh, Larry Dake from New York is watching. Larry, I think uh, Crystal might be a great guest host for the Saney's chat uh, and the topic being about communicating with parents. So Larry uh, helps run that Saney's chat, Crystal. Oh, and uh, Maybe we'll get you here to uh, uh, New York. So, um, well, kudos for sharing that. Yeah, very good idea. That's right, Larry. Um, Crystal, this has been fun. We are now going to rapid fire. This is us coming down the stretch. This is the passing lane. Quick answers. Are you ready? Alrighty, here we go. Let's roll. Last book you read. Evolving with Gratitude by Lainey Rowell. Ooh, say that again. Great book. Evolving with Gratitude. And it's by an educator named Lainey Rowell. Wow, I like that. Last movie you saw. Check out. Check out her book. I don't really like movies, but I love the movie Back to the Future because there is no movie that is more perfect than that. So actually, we saw that last. The date just passed, right? That they were going to? Didn't the date just pass they were going to? Well, 2015. They, they went to the future of 2015. Oh, my God. So, yeah. <laughs> so long ago. <laughs> well, and here's a side note about Back to the Future. You know, Nike made the shoes, and they really mm -hmm. closed now. Michael J. Fox. Did you see that? It's yes, I saw those. They close up, and we're gonna mm -hmm. see the show on Broadway this summer. Yep, 
Favorite dish? Tacos. Isn't that everybody's? Tacos. <laughs> You're coming to New Jersey this summer, everybody. Watch out. Crystal Frommer's coming up to the Northeast. Uh, where is your favorite place to travel? I love New Jersey, but my favorite place is Tulum, Mexico. Ooh. It's south of Cancun. I love it. Don't go because I wanted to stay quiet and, and let it tourist free. So don't go. <laughs> On September 1st, I will be glad that I fill in the blank. I will be glad that I ate more vegetables this summer and I wore sunscreen this summer. Mm -hmm. The best mm -hmm. teachers are the best because fill in the blank. They show vulnerability. I think yeah. to be a leader, to be a teacher, you have to show that vulnerability. And you shared a few stories uh, today mm -hmm. of that. A journal or blog you subscribe to? Um, of course, Edutopia. And um, for my personal life, I really like yoga with Adrienne. She mm -hmm. is a fellow Texan, and she has one of the best yoga blogs and YouTube channels. Yoga with Adrienne. Check it out. My wife, I like that. Wow. Mm -hmm. And where can people find your article at Edutopia? Yeah, if you just go to Edutopia and you type in Frommert um, into the search, it will show a list of, of the articles that I've written. And um, you could find my original, the OG. <laughs> About calling parents. What, mm -hmm. A pet peeve of yours? Uh, junk. I don't like it when people hoard junk. If you don't use it anymore, get rid of it. <laughs> I like it. Uh, what is a question you have about coming to the Northeast for the summer? Ah, uh, where do I get a good taco? <laughs> That's a good question. Yeah, there's plenty in New York City, but you're in the you. I don't know about you know. It'd be better from where you are from. It's probably uh, better if I don't. <laughs> when I call a parent, I start with fill in the blank. Um, I don't do cold calls, so, but if you have to do a cold call, um, I learned this from a great principal I worked with, and he would always start off with, hello, this is Tom calling from our school, no broken bones. He would always start with that. Wow. <laughs> and so uh, I'm not as cool as Tom, but I, could, I do start sometimes with, no one's hurt, just calling to talk about uniform or was, you know, <laughs> something like that. No you can hear the relief. Bones. No broken bones. I love it. I love it. Uh, at 8 a.m. on Saturday morning, I feel fill in the blank. Uh, cozy with my dog and coffee. Mm -hmm. Fluffy is on the description here. Did I see that? Fluffy right? dog. I love her. Yes. That, is that Fluffy's name or is that a description? No, 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 no. Her, her name is Pal, like friend. Mm -hmm. She's love. my little pal. But yeah. she's fluffy. <laughs> she's fluffy. <laughs> Best purchase under a hundred bucks that has had a great impact on your life. Definitely a library card. It's free. Does that count? It's under a hundred dollars. It's it free. Is under um, I think public library is one of the best inventions we've ever had on this planet. So love Amen my library. Card. Best takeaway from this show for our guests. Set boundaries for yourself while at the same time building partnerships with parents. Wow. That's it. That's the line. It's not easy, but it's you can do it. That's your next article. What is, <laughs> yeah. what is one thing you're curious about? Uh, twice a year, I am curious, why do we still do daylight savings time? It's going <laughs> away, right? 
Isn't it going away? It went to the Senate, but I don't know if it got stalled there. I think it's gone. I think this was Is the it? last one. I hope so. I think it was the last I, one. I, every six months, I'm like, why are, I'm so curious, why are we still doing this? And I hope it's actually official. I hope so. I think it's going away. Okay. Take Something about on. Crystal Frommert that people do not know about. Um, well, I do have a love for New York City, even though I live in Houston, Texas. Um, and I actually appeared on The Late Show with Dave Letterman in 2005 um, in the Ed Sullivan Theater, uh, which your younger listeners right now will have no idea who I'm talking about. <laughs> but <laughs> um, I was chosen to do a, like a little trick on his show in 2005. And when I tell my students about it now, they're like, Dave Letterman, who's that? So. Who's that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Crystal, you mentioned a bunch of cool things. We have your website. We have your, your Twitter handle uh, scrolling below. But if people do want to learn more about the book, if people do want to have you come do a professional development with their teachers for communicating with parents, how can they get in touch with them? I would love that. I would love to do a session and talk with teachers, a Q&A. Uh, I already have a book study that's, that's coming up with a book club, an educational book club with a school. And I'm so excited about that. Um, so if you would like for me to appear virtually to your book club, or if it's in New York City, I'll just appear in person. Um, <laughs> but um, you could reach me on Twitter is the best place that you could find me. Send me a direct message on Twitter. And my uh, handle is Mrs. Underscore Frommert. Mm -hmm. You can find me there. And LinkedIn, too. Crystal, I am a, uh, a quote person. You have a quote to end us with here? My favorite quote of all time is, do everything in moderation, including moderation. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> and I don't know who to attribute to, who, who yeah, was the original. The uh, that was awesome. Do everything in moderation, including moderation. Yep. I love it. Crystal, it has been a blast. I have smiled a lot. You have smiled. <laughs> uh, again, guys, check out her book. Um, you know, about communicating with parents. I love the title. How did you come up with the title? Oh, we went through a lot of different titles. I have, I'm the oldest of four girls and okay. I have three younger sisters who were brilliant, creative, all in their own way. Um, and through texting, cause none of us live in the same city. And so through texting, all four of us just put our heads together. And this came out of Hundreds and hundreds of texts. <laughs> wow. When calling parents isn't your calling, a teacher's guide to communicating with parents. Crystal, it is an honor to meet you. I wish you the be uh, best with your book journey. And uh, it was an honor to have you on. Thank you so much. This has been really fun, Andrew. I appreciate it. Cool. Stay on the line. Crystal okay. Frommert, everybody, check out that book. Enjoy your summer. Don't count the days. Make the days count, everyone. We are going to sign off here on Education, Leadership, and Beyond. Leave us a question or comment in the chat. Uh, this was show number 248. Keep rolling, friends. Keep surviving and thriving.